Hello, you're listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast. Whether you're at work, driving in your car, or getting your workout on, we hope and pray that what you hear today will fill your spirit. Come, join us as we walk through God's Word together. And although we could spend time in any of these sections, as we are looking at stewardship in the kingdom, Jesus spends in this part of Matthew quite a bit of time talking about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Folks had questions for him. If, if, if this is your kingdom, why isn't it taking over? If this is your kingdom, you know, why is what's happening happening? If, if, if you say that you are this king, why on earth do we not see what we normally see of kingdoms when a king comes into power. And as we look at that and we see it, it sets for us what our mindset must be as we live as kingdom citizens, as we manage what God has given. And so Jesus, you know, first he tells these, he tells a parable of the sower and the seeds and, and, and they were like, what? Help us understand that if you look at the beginning and then he tells them why he speaks in parables. But then he gives them the meaning of it. Those that were there to learn from Jesus, those that were there to try and catch him in something, those that were there just to see what's happening, those that were there because others were there, those that were there because they could get something from him. Like what's the next meal that this dude is going to produce? They didn't get what he was saying, and that was intentional. Those that wanted to follow, he opened up the scriptures to. He opened up the meaning to, which leads me to believe in the kingdom. If you are going, if you are going to grow and live in the kingdom, you have got to be there for the kingdom and nothing else. If you want to be here because it's the place to be, all my friends are doing it. I can get ahead in my career if I'm around this group of people. I can do well if I decide or for whatever, or hey, if I, if I come in and I clock in and I check in around these other Christians, maybe my, maybe my life will be blessed. If you are not there for any reason other than, I mean, if you are there for any other reason other than, hey, God, I am yours and I want to be a part of what you have. I am a part of your kingdom under your reign, under your rule. It's going to blow up on you. And so he sets the tone here when he says the kingdom of heaven is like, and he says it several times here, and we're going to look at those. So go with me to verse 24. I'm going to start there, pray, and then we're going to jump in. As he was talking to them in parables, verse 24 says, He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed sowed weeds among the wheat, 
and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then, do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Father, thank you again for this opportunity to hear your word, and I pray that you would help us to understand, and in understanding, Father, live. Live in a way that responds to your word and that honors you. We ask you this in Christ's name, amen. We hear here, I love this, he said parable. We know this as the parable of the wheat and the tares. And, 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 and sometimes, I don't want to say that at first. I want us to be careful because when we hear it, oh, I've heard this, wheat and tares, yeah, got it, understand. No, what he's saying here, please understand, the kingdom of heaven is like, I love this. He says, because for us, we will get upset when our notion of what should be happening in the kingdom or what should be happening around us doesn't, and we get tripped up. And so he sets it straight in the beginning. He says, let me give you one of the things or one of the ways of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like, is like what? Is like God having, and he explains it later on. So if you're thinking, I don't quite understand it. Jesus gives the explanation later on down, so he leaves no doubt. But what he says is in God's kingdom, he allows, he plants good seed, you and me, those who have trusted him and have come to Christ, and they grow. That's what the kingdom is like. Why don't we just have believers growing and we don't have to deal with some of this other stuff around us and these other people? Lord, in the church, why can't we just have people that want to walk with you and serve you? And I mean, why do we have to have all this other stuff? Because the kingdom of heaven is like. What is it like? A man who had a field, a master who had a field, plants good seed in the field. And the enemy comes. And please understand, as, as, as Jesus is likening it to him, he knows the enemy is there planting weeds. He's not catching God off guard. He's not catching him by surprise. He understands fully that the enemy, and he lets him. The kingdom of heaven is like. It's like God having amongst his people, he allows the enemy. Why? I don't know. I'm not the master of the field. But he allows the enemy to come in and to plant what they call tares or weeds. And then the weeds grow. Right alongside. And you heard me say before Understand, these aren't just your ordinary run-of-the-mill weeds. The enemy just didn't come in to throw weed seeds so that it would look ugly. No, the enemy was throwing a weed that looked very much like God's seed. But remember, the kingdom of heaven is like 
God is fully aware of this. Sitting amongst believers are those who look like believers, but are not. And God says, I know they're there, and I've allowed this. This is what the kingdom is like. In essence, in this world, you will have, and even in the community of believers, you will have people that look like you. And I don't mean physical features, but are not. God, why don't you get rid of him? God, why don't you do something about this? Because they say, hey, do you want us to go and uh, pull him up? Well, before we see his response, understand a wheat and a tear. You've heard me say this before. If you've forgotten, here, here's a reminder. They look very similar. Um, they grow very similar. It is, it is only when you go to get the wheat kernel from it that you realize there's nothing there. As a matter of fact, one agricultural um, um, not study, uh, thought brought out that if you were to see them, one is bowed more than the other, which really stands up straight. And I love the picture. I was like, God, did you intend this? Because of the wheat kernel that is in the wheats, they tend to bow and lean over. And the tear, because there's no substance there, they tend to be straight up. And the person who was, say, who was, who was, who was um, um, relaying that actually said, boy, what a picture of a true follower of Christ or not. A true follower that has Christ in them and has the substance of God in them will be bowed in humility before the Lord. And boy, those that have nothing, that are absent of content, stand up straight in arrogance. See, the issue becomes, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like, I love this, is like you who trust Christ will live amongst those who look like they do but don't. And the reason God doesn't pull them up is because it would uproot some of y'all if they did. We've seen what happens when some believers do things that, boy, do not look like God. And some of us fall away. Can you imagine if God just started coming along right now and just started going, he's not one of you, she's not one of you? Be like, what? I'd be like, what? wait, Lord, I thought they came all the time. Hold on a second. How, how is that possible? If he just started plucking who wasn't right now, some of us would be like, well, if they can't, if they aren't, there is no hope for me. I'm out. But here's what I like. In his grace, he says, let them both grow. The kingdom of heaven is like, God, give me, hey, 
you live amongst you live amongst some who are playing don't be one of the players be one of the livers he said look let them grow because at the end god's not worried about them right now and i was like you know they, 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 you know i said they think they're doing something not doing anything let them grow because at the end, I'm going to send my angels. He says it later. And you know what? Gather those who really are. And here's my deal. For many of them, they know they aren't. And they think they fooling folk. And I tell them, you're not fooling God. He sees you all the time. He sees who you are here. And he sees who you are when you're not here. He sees who you are when you think you're by yourself at home. And this is not for you to walk around scared. It's for you to take an inventory check on yourself and your life. The kingdom of heaven is like, look, God is constantly calling us to be true good seed that he plants in his ground, knowing that the enemy is trying to put seed or puts seed in the same ground to try and thwart what God is doing, but he can't. God says, I'm going to let y'all grow together. And as you grow together, hopefully you'll begin to see, but even if you don't, I'll take care of it at the end. So for us today, when you see things that you think should not be happening in the kingdom, number one, you realize God knows it. That's number one. Number two, God does have a plan for it. Don't get tripped up, God. How is this happening in your church? You don't think God saw that? He saw it. He says, I'm handling it. See, because as you grow, you may actually distinguish that what you thought were a wheat is actually a weed as you grow. Because he said, let them grow. As you grow, you'll be able to distinguish between the truth and error as you grow. And you'll be able to pinpoint and to tell, not, oh, you fake, you not. No, God didn't call you to do that. He called you to live like the seed he's planted and grow, knowing that he's going to take care of it at the end. So we understand that the kingdom of heaven is like those who are followers of Christ growing next to those who are pretending to be followers and are not. The next one is verse 31. He put another parable before them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. The kingdom of heaven is like. It seems like it's so small and it's nothing. God says, don't get discouraged by the smallness of my kingdom, by what seems like the, the uh, it, 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 it is not influential enough to be in this world. Or you're fooled that because we are today, for us, 
<clears throat> the size of something or the greatness of something in our eyes means it's good. And God says, don't be fooled by that. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It is one of the smallest seeds. See, we don't fully understand because we, it's not in agricultural society, but any of you who deal with things like seeds and you plant things, it is one of the smallest seeds. And when it grows, it really looks like a large bush rather than a small tree. And it will grow um, actually says 10 to 12 feet in height. It starts off and ends up growing 10 to 12 feet. What God is saying is, look, please don't think because there are not a whole lot of people in the kingdom, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the world that what I'm doing is inconsequential. That what I'm doing isn't going to be, isn't great. Not isn't going to be great. It is, look, he says, don't let the size fool you. Don't let it cause you to back up. Well, ain't that many people following Christ? Oh my, why am I by myself? Mustard seed. It seems like we are always in the minority, Lord. Mustard seed. It seems like we always have so many people against us and pushing against what you want to do. Mustard seed, the kingdom of heaven seems small, but becomes a place where others are nourished by the rule and the reign of God as it grows. The kingdom of heaven is like I love this because what, what he is setting for his disciples will help them, especially later, when they are those first ones living and working in and building the kingdom and are persecuted, even martyred for it. Understand, these first disciples were not living in a world that was highly accepting of them. And for them, it was critical that they are able to stay the course. Is why they were so intense. Jesus was laying the groundwork. Sometimes we miss it because compared to back then, we are living in extreme comfort as followers of Christ. You get mad because someone don't want to promote you because they found out you're a Christian. And you're ready to take the whole company to court. I'm not saying that you don't. But the issue just becomes now you're knocked off course because somebody's against you. Or it seems to be pushing against you to follow Christ. You lose some friends. You lose some influence. You lose a whole lot. And all of a sudden, I don't want to do this anymore, Lord. God says the kingdom of heaven is like, if you want to live in and under my rule, here are some things to understand. Small, but grows large and ever-growing. In between that, you do get the explanation of the parable of the weeds. 
Verse 33, before I jump down, he said, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened, till it grows. Typically, yeast and leaven is spoken of in terms of evil, but it can actually be good as well. And in this case, it is. He said, but it just grows like you do when you put yeast in anything. It causes whatever it is. You let it sit. Those who bake, you let it sit. Yeast begins to go through everything. He says, you and the kingdom understand God doesn't need it to come big in the beginning. He puts it in. Even if you are the only one, God expects you to have influence that grows wherever you are. You're like yeast in dough. And you just keep spreading throughout. He says, but my kingdom, my reign, my rule is like that. Don't be thrown off when you see what appears to be God not working. And then lastly, 47. I'm sorry, 44. Excuse me. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Two of them, two different parables referring to the same thing. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like, what is it like? It is like it for you and I. That which is treasured so much that you sell all you have. This isn't just a money deal. You give up everything to obtain it. Isn't that what Jesus said? That for you and I, if you put your hand to the plow and turn back, or if there is something greater than God in your life, if there's something greater than his rule and his reign, if there's something pulling your allegiance more than that, you can't be a part of the kingdom. What he says here is you find something so valuable, you go and sell everything. And people will be like, oh, you lost your mind for that one thing? And he said, it's because it is so valuable to me. Nothing else is it as important. And he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. And then he says, those that treasure it will give up their lives for it. And we're going to steward the kingdom. We have to understand what it's like. We have to understand what Jesus said his rule and his reign is about. He says, look, growing with you are people that are really not with you. He says, the kingdom may seem small and lacks influence, but is growing and growing and growing all the time until it is larger than anyone would ever imagine. It is one that must be treasured above all things. 
Nothing is more valuable than you living under the rule and the reign of Christ. And if it is, you have misunderstood the kingdom. The kingdom really is not about you and I. It's not. It's not about what I can get, what I can gain, what's going to happen for me. Remember, kingdom, rule and reign, where you are not the master of the kingdom. Because for us, we think I'm in the kingdom and somehow I'm ruling this. You're not ruling anything. You're one of the subjects in the kingdom. The king is ruling the kingdom. And it's not me and you. And so when we come in with that mindset, you know, <laughs> that's like, I'm trying to think of where they have monarchies. I know, um, I know England is, I mean, uh, well, the, 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 the UK is a parliamentary monarchy, so it doesn't play. But really, that's like someone walking up into King Charles's residence and say, hey, man, can I tell you what I want to happen? If you make it in there, number one, but number two, the absurdity of it, or you walking into any of the monarchs and saying, this is what we're going to do since I'm a part of this kingdom. See, but what we don't understand is Christ is setting the mentality for us as kingdom citizens so we're not thrown off. Don't be thrown off by people that are playing games that kind of look like followers of Christ but really aren't. You just keep growing. God's going to deal with them. Don't be thrown off by the smallness, seemingly, of the influence of God. It's growing more than you can imagine. Don't let anything else be more valuable. If you have not sold, if you've not released, that's what selling is, if you've not released everything in order to lay hold and embrace the kingdom, he said, you're missing it. You're missing it. And so for us, the kingdom of heaven is like. What does God want our response to be in light of that? We need to be citizens that keep going. We need to be citizens that really that continue to grow, knowing that God's kingdom is growing. We need to be citizens that cherish being citizens of the kingdom and don't want anything more. Oh, yes, we want God to be able to bless us with some of the different things that we need and desire as we're walking around here on earth and as we're living here on earth. Yes, we do. There's nothing wrong with that. But it can never come above or go against the rule and the reign of Christ. You've been listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast, and we trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at solidword.org. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.